It can be a fraught political process ranking your incumbent MPs and any aspiring members of parliament on the party list. The list determines placing for placings for MPs and candidates and for those who don't end up winning an electorate seat. Labour secured 65 seats in the 2020 landslide but on current polling um, could lose 20 or so MPs. Labour's list for the 2023 election was announced today and there's not too many surprises which is notable in itself. Our political editor Jane Patterson joins us now from our Parliament studio. Okay, Jane, would have we expected a bit more of a radical list shake-up and line-up in the position that Labour is in? Not particularly. This is a, a governing party that's under real pressure um, to shore up its support and shore up its team. So, um, as you said in your intro there, on their current polling, they could lose up to about... 20 MPs at the election. So they really need to look at how they rank their MPs and really to avoid any controversy, any unnecessary controversy in the meantime. So that means that all of the current sitting cabinet MPs, uh, cabinet ministers and senior MPs um, are in safe places on the list, as is the Speaker of the House, Adrian Dudafe, which would be usual. Um, But of course, there are always people who are going to miss out, and there are some sitting MPs um, in trouble. They include Anna Lorke, Angie Warren-Clark, Liz Craig and Sarah Pallett, um, all down in the danger zone in terms of not being in electorate seats that are necessarily Labour's to win, um, and also low enough on on the list that they they could be in trouble in terms of being re-elected. And in terms of those, some of those more high-profile names as well, Jane, um, Michael Wood, for example, former minister, way down at, what was he, 45? 45, that's right. A clear message to Michael Wood, um, either you're going to have to win back your Mount Roskill seat that he has won with a, with a handy majority, but it'd be interesting to see whether voters punish him for his ministerial failures in terms of conflicts or interests or decide that he's a really good electorate MP and re-elect him, but um, maybe it's a bit dicey about... Uh, relying on the list to come back into Parliament. So a message there. Uh, The other... Uh, notable movements are Willow Jean Prime and Joe Luxon, both of Māori descent who have um, been moved up into the top 20 ahead of other ministers, the likes of Duncan Webb, Deborah Russell and Rachel Brooking. Now with Kitty Allen, of course, um, signalling that she will leave Parliament or leave politics in October. And also Nanaia Mahuta, a senior Māori MP, standing only in her seat, not on the list. Chris Hipkin said that having uh, a list that reflects the population of New Zealand and diversity is important. So there's a strong showing through the list uh, by Māori and also by women candidates as well. Willie Jackson, one who's benefited from a rise, he was, what, I think 19 and he's gone up to eight. That's right, and that reflects his ministerial um, seniority as well in terms of having been, you know, um, not such a senior member of the Cabinet but coming up, but also uh, showing the strength of that Māori caucus, as I said, a good showing, I think, six Māori MPs in the top 20, um, so rounding out there and with women. And, of course, these diversity mixes as well as uh, geographical parties do look at, and parties can come under a lot of criticism, as we saw with National um, the last election, if they don't get that mix right as well. There has been a bit of discussion at the announcement about Tamati Coffee, right? So he was retiring from Parliament and then all of a sudden, obviously, Kiritapu Allen is no longer standing and he's back. Is he back because he put his hand up or he got shoulder tapped? Well, he said that uh, he was, quote, tapped on the shoulder when he was speaking to Morning Report this morning and he said that he had been approached by colleagues once Kitty Allen's East Coast seat had become available because of her departure. Uh, the party 
President Jill Day and the leader Chris Hipkins were asked about his return to Parliament or his return to candidacy at the announcement this morning and they said it hadn't been uh, a shoulder tap from the party leadership so it sounds like he had some colleagues close to him encourage him to come forward. Uh, he was also, Chris Hipkins was also asked, is this an MP um, that voters should really you know, put their trust in? He's someone that had said that he had you know, finished his time in politics, he didn't know whether he had enough gas in the tank. Uh, Chris Hipkins was very supportive. He said he um, is running on all cylinders and he is confident that he will do well in that seat. Thanks for that, Jane. That is Jane Patterson, RNZ political editor there, joining us from Wellington.